All right, well, let's set the scene for everybody here um, before we get started. Matt is going to watch a horse race with his name on it, and he's going to commentate. So I want people to know that. When did this happen? We're also eating a hot dog while we're doing this. That's American as fuck right there. Well, since you get Matt Hilliard in a minute, let's do this. Greg and I, Bucky Greg, losing a lot of bets lately. It's been very frustrating for both of us, but we feel like we're hitting a corner. We feel like we're hitting our stride. So um, as we go into the weekend, as we go into finding out who the final four will be for the Euro, I think uh, Greg and I are, are going to hit our strides. We've been, we've been doing better in tennis in Wimbledon. And we're going to figure it out in the Euros. Should tell you where we are. Basketball has been pretty unentertaining for us. The investigation into the has been very hilarious for the people at home. I'm just chewing a hot dog and drinking a beer now. But I feel like, oh, we're about to go. All right. Horses are in the starting gate. A horse with my last name is the one horse. Oh, and we have a false start on the three. We and we're off. Off to a very good start here as we're rooting for the one horse who's on the inside. Broke in seventh ish area. As they go around the far turn, oh, no, I apologize. He's in fifth. To go around the far turn, the favorite is in first, followed by the second favorite. And then here comes Hilliard. We've reached the halfway point, about 25 flat. That's pretty good for a horse race. Nice speed, nice enthusiasm. The two, followed by the three, followed by the seven, followed by the one, who we all like. And then there's a break to the four, the eight, the five, the six, the ten, the nine is the trailer. None of you are watching this, so this is going to be even more entertaining for me as I just described to you horses running. <clears throat> the two is still in the lead as we head into the clubhouse turn. Followed by the three, followed by the seven, followed by the one. As the eight makes a move on the outside, Romantic Man, that's an interesting name. And the six is following shortly there behind. The one is still inside, coming in fourth as we head to the home stretch. But still the three and the two in the lead, but here comes the one on the inside. As the one's looking to make a little bit of a move, the three, the two, the six roaring on the outside with the five following as Hilliard breaks in the lead. Hilliard's going to come do it. Is he going to take the win? Oh, my goodness, he's going to do it. It's going to be 1-6-3, and Hilliard finally wins a race. We've done it. We have done it. Shocking. Shocking for, for him. Well. Do we do the damn thing? You're muted. I love you. He won. Boom, boom. He won the race. Hot damn. I was on the I was on the phone and I had to get off the phone because I was getting made a poor offer for my labor. Uh, we have. I'm just, I'm just I'm just sitting here excited because I bet this damn horse to win, and he won and he went off at five to one, so he'll pay about eleven dollars. I mean, how much? Uh, like, what's what's got to be the record for for horse racing? Like, pretty bad. Right. I mean, you have 12 options, the end, well, eight to 12 options. 
the entire time, there's no way the odds are like in your favor. Um, no, I don't think they are. I think if you finish with a positive ROI, you're in a really good spot. And that's what I've done today. Um, not counting this race that we just have. I'm up uh, about $28.10. I was off a 75 buck bet that I that I hit. So there you go. We are we are there. Um uh Hilliard did a great job and won me $22. At least somebody with that last name's doing good work. So uh, my ROI for the day now is uh, $42.10. Hot damn. That's actually a damn good day. Hmm. It is. Well, um, I was typing out a list of topics, and we've got an absolutely slammed show from Steve Ballmer grabbing meat, College World Series, MLB, Spider Tack, Chauncey Billups, Damian Lillard, International Woman Hunt with the Tour de France, George Kittle, college sports in general, Bryson's caddy, NBA injuries. I mean, every well, we even we're even going to talk about the Washington football team. They're they're literally everything. Oh, I already I already mentioned this. I did that. That was my Hilliard minute in the segments. Hell yeah, I might just make that a segment. We should do segments, and I'll just make you make you have a Hilliard minute every time. That'd be fun. But the main thing that I did was the of the Hilliard minute. Ray Rice investigation was 96 pages. The Flakegate report was 243. And the report on the Washington football team's culture was zero. Because what? Because she reported to the league on a series of oral reports to us. And we do not have a written report from her. So they couldn't, like, type that out or anything? You can't just type a transcript? That seems like something that could be done. I don't know. Also, I didn't know that he still had a job. That sounds kind of weird. I didn't know that guy still had a job even. I thought he got replaced. Who got replaced? Robert Mueller. Robert Mueller does like individual investigations as they help. Well, clearly he's not that good at it. He nailed Ray Rice. Did he nail? Did he nail the Patriots? He didn't do the Patriots. I thought you just said he did Deflate Gate. Mm-mm. Ted Wells did Deflate Gate. I don't know why I thought I had that right. All right, well that's fine. Um, man, we've got so much shit. I don't even know where to start. I mean, we should just probably start going backwards from things. So like things that happened today. So Bryson needs a new caddy or what happened with Bryson? Because his, his caddy, Tim, who was with him as they call it on the bags was with him for his eight wins. They broke up in 2017. They got back together once. Apparently now we're at irreconcilable differences. The official wording from Bryson's agent is great. They're taking a break. All right, I'm going to piss you off, but you're going to have to fix that again. I don't know why my why why it's coming through ass. Every once in a, it happens a lot more nowadays. Maybe I have like higher quality. I don't know. You have OCD. 
Well, when it comes in, when you sound like C-3PO having sex with a USB port, I, I can't luck. change that. Well, you, I have OCD. Yes. I do, I do have OCD. That's a fact. I know you do. I, I didn't think this was new information for you. All right, you sound better now. So <clears throat> the official wording is that they are on a break. Insert every friend's reference you want. That's I, I've never heard of that in my entire in my entire life. Now, granted, I don't follow golf that often, but very weird, very weird. So I, I, I think it's I think it's clear to see why mm-hmm. this is happening, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So he's just, he's just not a good person. Look, I, I think we've talked about it for a long time. Um, Bryson is fun in one way and one way alone. He's not fun in any other way. He is the epitome of what you would take in a science nerd gave him steroids, and told him to swing a golf club. Okay. Um, I would argue that Bryson would also be fun to do top golf with. That's what I mean. He'd be, he's, I, I don't even, actually, you know what? No, I don't even think he'd be fun playing top golf with. Really? Yeah, because I think he'd be, I think he'd be in your face being like, yeah, I drove it farther than you, loser. <laughs> well see that kind of makes me like him a little bit now see but the whole thing is that i just think he's a fraud well he's not really thanks and i'm saying it specifically because i think that he like whatever press conference he did what was it like two weeks ago where it was like um yeah like the brooksy thing's fun with it i'm having fun with it no you're not no no, you he, he kicked people out three days ago. Yeah, no, he doesn't like people and he doesn't like media because it he's very in his head and it's very easy for other people to get in his head. Um, I know everybody has that rent-free conversation, but it, it is wild how what little can happen to absolutely send him up a wall. And it seems that everybody, including fans, are very, very good about doing that. Whereas he, on the other hand, cannot, he can't handle it. And so I would love to hear more about this caddy. Um, I'm sure that, you know, we won't. This, <laughs> I, I'm, I hope that he goes on the bag for another person and then we hear some things about it. But I would love a little inside gossip. But you, but you were talking earlier about, you know, kind of the longevity of Bryson. I mean, he's going to have to change his swing. So yes. does he does he swing like a massive asshole? Ten thousand percent, no question about it. But the older he gets, he's going to have to change his swing, and to, to just be more focused on. Hey, I'd actually like to hit fifteen out of eighteen fairways. That's it. Instead of blasting it three seventy five, and I don't care where the hell it goes, because at a certain point in time, it, Father Time is never lost. Father Time's undefeated. So. It's going to catch up to him. 
and you've seen every player do it. Well, I should say all the greats do it. Now, when most of those guys like Tiger tweaked their swing, it wasn't nearly as huge as a twist uh, of their swing. It was like, okay, well, going to shift weight a little bit differently, going to change my grip a little differently, going to change the way that my shoulders are angled, my hips are angled, stuff like that. But Bryson is going to have to change everything because he can't just put all of his weight on one foot and just unload like he does now. It's going to have to be much more methodical. And if he can't win a major now, then it, it's going to get rough. I should say a second. Look, I think, I think there's been a conversation recently about fraud championships. I think we can all agree that of all of the championships that occurred during during the pandemic, you can make the argument that Bryson DeChambeau's was the most fraudish. Would you? I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll put it up there. I'll put it. I would definitely put it up there. Um, I would also put the Dodgers up there as well. I will, I will put them above LeBron as much as I want to put LeBron number one because I hate LeBron, and I think that it's fun to also hate on him. It can get rough sometimes. So for for me – Why would you put the so, – so just going back for a second, why would you put the Dodgers up there too? Uh, half season. Half season. Need a better reason than that. I mean, again, no fans. I, I, again, they're all going to have no fans, though. If it was the Astros, I would 100% agree with you. But we're talking about a team that for the last oh, – what, what, I mean, what are we talking about? The last, like, t- at least 10 years has won the NL West? At least? Oh, definitely not 10. No. You sure? I'd put them at maybe the last five because don't – remember, they're – their division mates won the World Series 10, 12, 14. So I could say from 15 on, yeah, I'll give you that, but not 10. I'll give you five, not 10. I'm doing it in my head right now, so give me a minute. I'm sure there's one year that the Giants snuck in in the wild card, and actually I know there is one of them, but I, I don't know about all three of them. So, but like I'm saying – the Dodgers remind me a lot of Bryson DeChambeau in the fact that they were able to get up high every last single year, but they weren't able to cross the finish line until there were no fans. 2012 was the last year the Dodgers did not finish first in the East. Damn. And the Giants still got two World Series compared to their one, and look how many times I, they won the division. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying that we're talking about a team that has been a juggernaut in the West for the last nine years. What I mean, you're helping my point here, is that they can get to the dance, but they can't make any noise every time. I mean, the Red Sox proved it too. That they can get there, they can't get anything done. Just like Bryson. Look at, look at him. He's there ever, until every Sunday, and then he collapses. So that's why I'm putting the two of them together. There are so many parallels between the two of them. It's insane for me. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm doing my research. For what? So then what? Would you put it as the lightning as number two in this regard? Like 
If you're no, disagreeing, I wouldn't. I, I would put the Lakers more in this regard, truthfully. I think I think the bubble is a little reason. More the only reason why I'm saying the Dodgers aren't a fraud is just because they went to the World Series in 2018, and then well, went then to the you, in 2017. Well, then we 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 can we can. It's not, like, it's not like we're talking about a team that has never been to the World Series, right? We're not talking about that in this situation. We're talking about a team that three, two of the two of the last three years in this case, or four or, or three of the last four. Right, we can right? say the exact same thing about LeBron. LeBron's been going to the finals every last single year for the past 37 years. So that if, if you want to call a spade a spade, then yeah, sure. We can compare the Dodgers and the Lakers now, I guess. Right. But that's, that's LeBron. I'm not talking about LeBron. I'm talking about the Lakers. That doesn't matter. That doesn't see that does for me because it's one of those things where it's like, you, then if you want to do that, then I can just bring Mookie Betts into that conversation and we're all fine. Sure. I mean, Mookie's got what three World Series now? 13, 18, 20. 13, 18, 20, yeah. Yeah. So sure. I I we can play that game that he that you know successful as that kid too. So that's where I'm putting I mean, there are a lot of parallels now. And we're we're even opening up the door for a lot more of these. So I don't know. I I'll put the Dodgers in number two. Nope, I'm putting the, the Lakers. Like, I'm putting the Lakers ahead. I'm putting the Lakers ahead. You can do that. We're definitely not going to agree on that one. Um, where are you going to have the Lightning fall at then? I'm going to have the Lightning because the Lightning are there now. I'm not going to put them there. The Lightning are in the are, are in the Stanley Cup Finals now, and they're going to beat the they're going to beat the Canadians at the rate that they're going. We'll see. And they have full fans. And it has partial fans. Had full fans in every in every playoff game that they played in. Yes. So that's why that's that's why I discredit this. Well, I mean, then if the Dodgers made the playoffs this year, then yeah, I'll absolutely call them frauds. Lakers didn't. Make, Lakers made the playoffs and then got bounced in the first round or the yes. second, round, whatever the hell. Well, and that that's another topic is that you know last year's going to get get called in you know twenty twenty that bubble year is going to get called an asterisk and. If you really want to, I mean, we can go, we can go down the line. I mean, if we want to parlay this into another type of conversation, I mean, let's just think about it here. LeBron, AD, Mitchell, Mike Conley, Trey Young, Embiid, Giannis, Kawhi, Kyrie, Harden. Look, I, I, can't, I don't even have two hands enough for all those injuries. Of course, of course, CP3 could walk through. I'm, I'm not going to dispute the injury factor of it. I, I'm, I'm also going to look at it and say, the Suns were building on something since the bubble of last year. The Suns, the Suns won like what is it like nine of ten games in the bubble and still didn't make the playoffs because of where they were. I mean, you and then they did this something. year into the two seed, right? And I'm I'm fifty fifty on that one because it, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, I'm, they're just, I'm just building, I'm so. looking I'm looking at a spade and spade and saying if there's anything 
the pandemic hurt the rest of the NBA, but somehow found a way to help the Suns. Because well, they helped the Hawks. Getting as injury prone as everybody else. The Suns finished the bubble, not whatever the record was, which is ridiculous. And they were undefeated until like the last two games or something like that. Yep. And then they translated it into this year. Whereas like the Lakers got it off to a slow start because they were hurt. Yes, they yes, they went into the playoffs of the bubble, as did as did most of these teams, but the Bucs didn't go didn't go far in the playoffs in the bubble. The teams that went far into the playoffs in the bubble are gone. And I think that has something Quickly. to do with it. But I think at the same time, it's like you look at it and say, they built off something in the bubble, which was something that not, no one else really could do. Oh, everybody else essentially did the opposite. I mean, take the Heat, for example, that they, they didn't even sniff a quarter of the success that they had in the bubble. I, right. I don't know exactly what the uh, what the magic factors were that put that one together, but uh, I'm I'm not arguing that the Suns aren't building something. I 100% agree with you. But you've seen we've now seen success with teams that aren't really building. Well, I should say are building at a much different phase, and that's the Hawks. The Hawks are just. They're playing with house money right now, and I'm sure that Hawks fans might disagree with me here, but nobody expected them to be, you know, only a couple games away, only two games away from the NBA Finals. So, to me, I think I think we money. have a I think we have a better conversation for an asterisk with the Hawks than we do with the Suns, in my opinion, because at least from the standpoint of the Suns, were doing it the entire regular season, right? The Hawks really found their legs in the second half of the season sure. and that's when everybody stopped being hurt on their team yeah. so that's why that's why i i have a little bit of an issue but it's like you you look at all the teams right from from the four major sports well the three major sports in this case because football never really got affected by it but you look at it and say the teams that did the best during that came that went into their respective bubbles and then did the best are the lightning the Suns and the Dodgers, right? Those are the three teams. Sure. Went into the bubble, good. They came out of the bubble, very good. And then they translate translated that into the season, right? The Dodgers were finally able to translate their wallet to success. They had never been able to do that before. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. The Red Sox and Yankees do it all the freaking time. But this is just with it. The finally, it worked out for them. Right. But I think, I think it's more like you have to look at it and say before the pandemic, yes, the Dodgers went into two into back-to-back world series and lost both of them. The lightning got swept by the blue jackets in the first round and the suns were floating on, were in swim floaties in, in they were on the banana boat alone for like a month. Yep. And then the pandemic hits, and after the pandemic, Lightning won the World Lightning won the uh, Stanley Cup. Dodgers won the World Series. Suns have the best bubble regular season. I'm putting in air quotes because I don't really know what the hell you call that. Better mm-hmm. than anything else. And then they came out of it, and the Lightning are in the Stanley Cup Finals. The Dodgers are currently in second in the NL West, and they still look unstoppable. And 
the Suns are going to the going to the NBA Finals. I mean, I forget your take on this. Do you think that the do you think the bubble for the MLB hurt or helps um, Clayton? Because he was always known as like the choke artist. Right. That's a that's a tough question. I need to I need to look at two things before I answer this question. But there are also plenty of other people that were known as that choke artist. I mean, for a while until until the Mavs beat the Heat. Dirk Nowitzki was also known as like losing all of those big games. So maybe it literally just takes winning one to kind of get the monkey off your back. And again, I, I think people don't remember Dirk anymore for being the choke artist. Just like I think that somehow Kershaw has already wiped away this choke artist theme. He's got a ring. I mean, good for him. He, he completely deserves it. But I think that if he were to continue postseason success this year, especially, yeah, 10,000%. That choke artist theme, Gonzo. I think the point is moot. And I the reason why I say that is because Kershaw went three and one playoffs. Three and what? Three and one. Okay. He went three and one. He beat the Padres in San Diego or wherever that first round was played. I don't really know. Right? Was it no, it was in Arlington. So he beat the so every game that the Dodgers played was in Texas. Okay. Yes, be the first round. I don't know. Hold on. No, the first round was in was in San Diego. Oh, so he went. Yeah, he went three and one. He went three and one. He beat Milwaukee in San Diego. He beat the Padres in Texas in front of forty thousand. Okay. He then lost to Atlanta. Oh, I'm sorry. There was nobody in the whatever you call it game, in the San Diego game. There was 28,000 in the Atlanta game that he lost. But he then came back in the World Series and went 2-0 in front of 11,000 both times. Are you talking about just last year alone? I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the bubble, the, the baseball bubble. Okay. So I think the points moot because he did well in the postseason and then he went two and one in front of fans. Okay. I mean, I I don't agree with you on that, but nothing really I can do. I just I think the point is more moot than we think it is. And I think for a, a conversation about asterisks, I think yes, this NBA has the most um standing because of the injuries but i don't even think the injuries are because of the bubble i think the injuries are just freak injuries that under any other year would just everyone be like what the hell it's all it's all freak like it's not like trey young an official's fist uh, officials shoe really yeah no that that's that kept of stuff that you can't really control but when you look at people that have been injury prone in the past Oh, I'm not. AD. I'm not going to dispute that at all. But you, but I'm just, AD for a perfect most example. of the injuries that have happened this year have been freak injuries in the postseason, at least. Trey Young's is like the most specific that's coming to my mind, but it's like Giannis and Embiid are both. I would say Giannis is healthier than Embiid. Uh, yeah, no, Embiid gets hurt all the time. AD right. gets hurt a lot more. 
Um, Kyrie gets hurt a lot, but James Harden really doesn't. Kawhi doesn't. LeBron doesn't. Donovan Mitchell did once, so not really there. So you'd still have injuries at a higher clip of these guys that are not getting injured. But again, like we talked about this already, this is uh, this is an eight-week offseason, and not all of these teams went deep in the playoffs last year. You're right. But then for those teams that didn't make the finals or they didn't even make the playoffs, there's still that shortened season. So I, I got to give some of it to, you know, just – like emptying the tank and there's nothing left in the tank. Yeah. The Trey young stuff, that shit you can't control or his ankles disgustingly bad. Yeah. Those braces on his ankles, even before then it's like, it's like, um, like shoestring around a toothpick. I mean, I don't know how he walks every day, but you know, people were calling it kind of like the, the forest gump braces. So th- that, I couldn't agree more with you freak accident, but when you're bringing those big guys and we're talking like AD and Embiid, we're bound, we're bound to see some more injuries. Same with, same with Kyrie. And that's why I think that the nets are going to, you know, maybe try and flip him for Dame. I think that'd be pretty cool. It'd be interesting because that would be, that would be a much healthier, a much healthier. Are you saying they should flip Embiid for Dame? No, no, no. Kyrie. Oh, 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 oh. And, and we can get into that too because uh, I I didn't know these allegations against Chauncey Billis. I mean, I was a year and a half old when these allegations arose, and somehow nobody ever talked about them for twenty five more years until they got a head coaching job. But there's a weird mix of stuff going on in this coaching circle. Like people are taking down Billups, and it's giving. I will say. It's giving both Dame and CJ great excuses to leave because they have been loyal than anybody to the point where even the fans of those teams are like, you know what? We love you. If you want to go somewhere else, that's great. We've appreciated what you've done. It's like Kevin Garnett. Like the the dude continually put in work, put the team on his back, and the organization didn't help them. Just refused to help them. So – when you open up the door and you let them put their foot in, sure, they're going to leave. So I could easily see a team like Brooklyn trying to flip him. Um, I think you'll see teams do so poorly in this too. Like I think San Antonio will try and get him and DeRozan's not even going to sniff. Like they're, they're going to laugh San Antonio out the door on that one. So a lot of options, a lot of options, because it is not that heavy of a, it's not that heavy of an off season. Last season, last off season wasn't that bad. This off season isn't that bad. Like there are no huge like blockbusters that are going to be coming down the lane. So I'm very excited to see what happens with Dame because he'll go before CJ. I just don't know where. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think. I think I think this is going to be a very interesting offseason. I, I am going to say, however, I don't think Dame's going to get traded. And he demand one? Mm, that's not very clear to me. I don't think he did. No, I'm not saying. Well, to me, he's made it clear that he doesn't want to be around anymore. See, I don't think he has. But, but that's not demanding a trade. 
Like, just, just uh, see, I think it's one of those I'm things where it's like he, he had a preference in a head coach. The head coach withdrew himself because he didn't want to put everybody in an awkward situation. Now, granted, he's in Dallas and everyone's very happy about that because he sucks. But yes, I, I just I think the the controversy behind Chauncey Billups is is a separate conversation. But I think the hiring of Chauncey Billups helps him in the sense that. You know, Chauncey at least respects the stars of teams. And I think I, – I, I'm not speculating, but I don't think – oh, crap, what's his name? Um, uh, Terry Stotts was doing that before. Oh. Like, I don't think that he was putting Dame in the best position. I think he was doing what he thought was the best for the team, which ultimately worked because they got to the playoffs every year and they were at least, like, general con- contenders. Mm-hmm. Conference, but it's it's one of those things where it's like I, I just don't think that it put him over the hump because I don't think that he was put in the best position to lead and be the leader that they needed. And and I think Chauncey's gonna do a better job with that because you know, you look at that roster and you say to yourself, there's so much talent there. How have they always finished in eighth? It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. So that's that's kind of that's kind of my approach to it. So I, I I think he's going to, I think the earliest we see Dame get traded is next year. I think that's the earliest we see Dame get traded. I don't think he's going to get traded this year because I think he wants to give Chauncey an actual chance. Uh, and, and see, I don't think he does, but I I think he'll be gone this off season. The problem is, so many of these players tanked their draft stock this season, or not draft stock, I should say trade stock, like. It, the only way you could get anything out of the Knicks is if you package up a few guys together. Um, John Morant doesn't have the same trade value that he does anymore. Jalen Brown's hurt. So if you're thinking of prime guys that could get traded, Ben Simmons sucks. So when we're thinking about guys that are that at this time last year would have been prime trade block candidates for that spot, it's a lot different now. Um, and I think that if, if Dame goes, CJ's gone within six weeks of him. I think CJ has a much better chance of being in green and white than Dame does. I think he'd be great in green and white. Uh, but that one's just me. Obviously, I'd prefer to have Dame. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But who knows? Who does know is right. I'm not gonna, I don't want to speculate. I don't, I don't, I don't like and it. I, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I, I don't understand all this stuff that, that came out about Becky because we had only heard good things until the day that they said she wasn't getting the job. So, and, and then, and then of course, you know, random whispering reports come out. So I, frankly, I don't believe them. I, I think that it's more of a smoke screen than anything. I think it's absolute bullshit, but uh, I, the only because we had heard nothing of anything of the sort up until this. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to be paying attention to. I myself am not really paying attention to that because I haven't heard any, any credible non-anonymous sources come out against it. Um, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I think 
if I'm looking at it, I'm probably probably saying to myself, they probably asked very pointed questions, and I think the pointed questions weren't answered the way that they wanted. I don't I don't necessarily think that they trashed Becky. I don't think anybody would do that, but I think it's more of, um, I think you look at it and just say there have to be there there's something there, whether it's. Pop's going to retire soon, so they're tanking that so that way she becomes the head coach next, which would be not unheard of or unprecedented, but a little bit harsh in my opinion. Um, Pop or Barry Gibb, one of the two, I can't tell the difference between the the two of them today. They've got very old names. Reference, go over over your head. Super old, super very over my head. Oh, sending you a picture of Barry Gibb. But but I think... Wait, is he the guitarist? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what you mean by that, but yes. Is he, just, is he just old with long white hair? Yes. Okay. There we go. I just, I just, I just uh, verbal memed you right there. You got nothing on that one. Okay. Oh. Um. So, so that's what I think. I think at the end of the day, it's one of those things where it's, you know, I, I truly believe that she, if Pop retired today, she'd be the front runner for the San Antonio job. And I don't think it'd be even close. So I think, I think that played a little bit of a factor into it. Cause I think, I, I, I don't know how much longer Pop will go. I don't know why he still is. They, they look very similar, don't they? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Isn't unfortunate though. Well, because I thought I thought you were going to be totally off, so I can make fun of you. But no, um, unfortunately, accurate. Okay, so when you were talking in your when your uh, your Hilliard minute, did you say that you talked about um, Bomber or the Tour de France? Uh, Washington football team. Yeah. Okay. Um, you seemed very excited earlier this week about an international woman hunt happening. So yes, um, I'm woke on it. I think this was on purpose. Uh, it was 100 percent on purpose. Well, she wasn't facing them, so it looked like an accident. Uh, but there's too many weird things going on. Too many weird things going on not to not to call BS. Well, the sign that she was carrying was in two different languages. And also the thing that really got to me besides that point, that was kind of like iffy. But the thing that really got to me was that if you rewatch the video, when she's turned around, she's not facing the bikers and Typically, when you're not facing somebody, you don't expect to get hit. Now, she got hit, but no, I should, sorry. The sign got hit by the bike, and she didn't even flinch. She didn't fall down. She didn't move. She stayed stagnant and then shuffled off to the side. So she knew it was coming. She knew that an impact was coming, and she braced for it. So, are you are you looking at the video because you don't believe me? Yes. Well, she was not facing the bikers. 
I know she wasn't facing the bikers. I'm trying to figure out what you mean by. By what? By what? Don't agree with what you're saying. Which part? The, the her faking it thing. I never said she was faking it. I just said it was on what what I didn't say she was faking anything. I said that she just did it on purpose. Yeah, I think she did it on purpose too, but I think it's one of those things where it's like I don't like are you saying that she didn't get hit? I don't know no, what you she she held the yeah. sign and then just stood there. No, is that um she would have gotten it she was okay. If you're not if if I'm not facing you and you right. hit me and you hit me really hard. Yep. Then I'm I'm gonna like fall down in dramatic fashion. I don't think I don't think she fell down in that dramatic of fashion. I think she was also up a hill. I don't think that really matters. I think it does because if she falls in a dramatic fashion, she's falling down a hill. And it. it oh, so 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 you're telling me she there. was. So so you're telling me they were facing downhill. No, I'm telling you that there was like a little divot or like a ditch or something that was like right behind her. And oh, don't eat. One leg behind her and one leg up. So she was like bracing herself on the ditch. Exactly. She was bracing right. herself because she knew something was going to happen. We're on the See, same page here. We're just arguing about logistics now. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm not. Under, I'm really not understanding what you're saying here. We we have the same thesis. We just have different notes. She fell too. I know. And what your mat like? She wasn't that. She wasn't like in the middle. It's just like the edge of her sign, and then like her arm. She didn't get yes. completely wiped out by this. No, and that's exactly what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. That she, you are right. She did not get absolutely wiped out. You want to know why? Because she knew that an impact was coming. So she was bracing herself because she did it on purpose. Well, I also don't think the biker hit her hard. The biker oh, gave out because the wheels gave out. Because if you look at the tires on these things, they're like a centimeter wide. Well, they're also they're also strapped in. Their their feet right. are strapped to their to their bikes, so that's a that's a, a large factor for the pileup. That pileup would have maybe been one third of the size had uh, people not been strapped in. Right. I, I'm. I think she did it on purpose in the sense that, like, I think she was trying to. She's getting somebody's attention. I don't know who, but she's getting somebody's attention. The FBI's. <laughs> I don't think that she. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think she was as impacted by the crash as you're thinking that she should have been in the position that she was in. So you're telling me that you think her falling and her reaction was appropriate. I mean, I don't really, we, you don't really see her falling or reaction because then as soon as like the camera like starts pulling away, there's like a 90 bike pile up. There's a reason why they're hunting her down to sue her. So. 
the international woman you can't hunt really continues. see her reaction because of where it is right because I don't know. I, I really don't know. Okay. That's okay. It's okay. Crash happened like, I don't know, 10 feet down the road. Uh, like it wasn't a bang, bang thing. It, like it, it, what do you mean? What do you mean? It wasn't a bang, bang thing. It was a bang bang thing in the sense of the accident itself. I'm saying like everyone else falling wasn't like a bang bang thing because it happened like 10 more, like literally like 50 more yards down the road where everyone crashed and where the incident happened are in two different spots. I'd say maybe like five yards away because he, like, I'm not what you're watching the video right now on on loop at the moment i'm not watching the video right now i'm going back and forth i'm like i'm doing like a super scrub where i can like go back and forth <laughs> like is it bruder film yeah are, are you are you doing the the darren Ravel jfk in uh ultra you know 1080p hd no i'm doing the uh i'm doing the old uh look at this film that i have i'm a i'm a quarterback going through film here it happened in two. Yeah, no. This is like, this is like twenty, thirty feet down the road. This is not like five feet. You said five yards, which would be fifteen feet. Yeah, I'm saying twenty to thirty. Well, I'm not watching it, so I will believe you and your depth perception. Now we, now you're moving the goalposts here, because I wasn't even talking about the pile up. I was just talking about her. I'm taking everything into account. I'm just saying that where it happened and how this all played out, I'm just, I don't know. I don't like her because she got in the way, but you're making me like her more because you're telling me that this was like a conspiracy thing. And I don't like conspiracies anymore. Folks, this right here is why people love podcasts because I don't like conspiracies. You feel like you're in the room arguing with us over 70 beers right now. And that's exactly what we can bring to the table. Do you think Obama and Bruce Springsteen can do this? Hell no. You think they're going to be arguing about uh, Tour de France conspiracy theories? No, they're not. They don't have the chemistry that we have. Okay. Um, Speaking of that, because you hate conspiracy so much... Do you have a favorite? <laughs> you have to. You have to. Uh, you're no. You don't? My answer is no. I am pretty woke to the Hillary Clinton stuff. I'm very woke to that. That's like my one thing that I I wouldn't be surprised at all if it happened. Which all of it or just like a piece of it or what? Uh the Epstein, especially. Okay. I don't think John McAfee was important enough or trusted enough as a whistleblower. 
for him to also get suicided, as the kids call it nowadays. Um, the other one that I'm a little privy to, and I don't know why, is for like the past two years, the FBI has come out and just said, yeah, we don't know what these things in the sky are. Like they've admitted that UFOs exist and they've given us proof of it. But why are they doing that? Because to me, they might be like holding one shiny thing in front of our face and then with one hand and when then with the other hand, they're doing some shady shit. So I want to know what they're doing with the other hand. Because why all of a sudden would you just admit UFOs are real? If you've been saying they're, they're not for decades what, what what's what's the benefit now that keyword there is none hint spoiler alert um you already covered I, I, that. i've I, at this point i've kind of just i've kind of gone around the bend on all the conspiracy theories that everyone's just been coming up lately and i'm just i'm kind of done with them i mean there are so many dumb ones i'm out conspiracy like i'm i'm out like i'm just i'm done i'm like i there's, there's just at this point, there's too many conspiracy theories. Like, I'm, I'm down for a good one to three. Now there's like 190, and I'm like, I, I'm done. Like, I can't, like, I, I just can't one do it. To, one to three total, or one to three? No, like one to three every like five years. Now there's 196 months, and it's like, guys. See, but you know as well as I do, over 99% of those are bullshit. Like the moon landing, that's absolutely. I'm willing. Bullshit. I'm willing to bet you 97 percent of all conspiracies are just absolute nonsense. Yes, I I I definitely agree with you on that. I'm Even giving three percent because I just there's like two that I would just love for it to be real. I don't make you think about it now. I agree with you in the high probability of them not being real. Um, you know what I want to be real? And this would hurt my own team in the process, but I still want it to be real. I want everything that Ryan Spader said a couple weeks ago to be true. That's a sports conspiracy I want. Because I think that would throw MLB to the dogs. I'd have to look at all of them again. I mean, there's there's definitely some truth to to all of it, right? But yeah, so it, specifically, it wasn't about. So he just gathered a bunch of anonymous sources from players to personnel and stuff like that. And it wasn't even the super not Super Bowl, damn it, uh, the World Series winning teams. So like in 2017, for example, he you know everybody talked about the Astros, but he referenced the Yankees in this one, or like we, we know that the Red Sox used, you know, randomly would use a smartphone in the dugout. Very illegal. But there's another team, like the Royals, that he called out. Like, these are teams that people don't typically talk about because the other ones have been talked about way too much. So that's, that is what I am I'm hoping because I think that it would actually um, – I think that it would make – I think that it would make everybody on a little bit more even on the playing field. So that's just me. Uh, let's see here. Where are we at? 
are you gonna are they going to they're not even gonna list them oh my god i hope that okay this better be it then i'm trying to see if i can get them here got them okay Royals and Yankees were the two big ones that I talked about. Use illegal practices to know that pitches were coming next. Dodgers, specifically Chase Utley. Adrian Beltre. No, we don't want to join your mailing list. Yeah, even the Rockies. Okay. That's the kind of stuff I hope is real. Because we we know that there's this weird unwritten versus written rule in baseball so like if i'm standing on second and i can figure out the signs and i can relay them to you that's totally legal and but if it, if it happens in any other fashion even like a base coach doing it is seen as like an illegal unwritten rule so th these teams are a lot more similar than we than we think I think everybody's somewhere than we think. I think I think everybody at one point in time has tried to find ways around the rule. Yes. 100% agree. I, I, I think that's been happening since the beginning of time in baseball. Um, and then I wanted to get into a mix of some of the last stuff that I had was a mix of the College World Series – and name, image, and likeness. So I don't really I don't really know what's gonna happen with name, image, and likeness because I did not know well, I guess this should have been obvious, but I didn't know that schools had uh, so much power in this in the sense that there have already been schools like BYU is a perfect example of uh, that they have already made a statement talking about their rules pertaining to name, image, and likeness. Yes. So like, they, it, but again, there's so many things. I mean, that this, are is, this has kind of been an open secret now for, for what? Like, You know what I mean? The, the name and image and likeness has been, this has been coming down the pike now for like what, six months? Oh, much longer than that. Yeah. Right. So it, it really, it, it's not, it shouldn't be very surprising that schools are trying to get out in front of it and saying, yes, the, we are, since it was allowed by the NCAA, we're now allowing it. And these are the rules that you have to follow from our standpoint to be okay. Yeah. But the rules are, well, I should say, that at least like BYU's rules were very subjective. Like they were talking about, uh, you can't ask for anything above market value. Well, who the hell determines market value? The player? In the this team? case, you do. In this case, you do, because there's no, there's no market yet. You can set the terms for whatever you want. If somebody signs like a million dollar endorsement deal or whatever the hell, mm -hmm. we're gonna say it's a little ridiculous. But he's like twenty k or whatever the hell. Like, yeah, bring it up. Uh, well, 
Yeah, and and I'm so don't get me wrong. I'm all in for the name, image, and likeness. I I just think it's going to get real dicey real quick with a lot of athletes trying to call out their conference or call out their university for like paying somebody else and not paying them. But I I don't I don't know. This gets I agree to- with you. I think I think right now in the period that we are in it's very important to set up guidelines for all of this because yeah. it, it can get very ugly very quickly. And I think you know, while it's fine from the sense of, you know, athletes actually getting paid finally, it's, it's also like, well, there's going to be a disparage between players on the team and players on the team are going to take a little more, a little more than, than other people. And, you sound like R2D2 again. I can't tell if it's because your microphone rubs up against you or not, or what. Better? Yes. Don't you have a USB microphone? No. I'm buying you one. That won't solve anything. Anyway. I just think that it's one of those things where it's like we're gonna have to, you know, look at this from a from an outside source and try to try to get better as this goes along because it, it's gonna be the wild west for at least a year, I think. I don't I don't think that it's gonna be normal for a little while. And but I think normal, that you know, figure out we'll have a set process and stuff like that. This is a huge niche category. So like I'm not talking about a lot of players here. But there are going to be some sports, for example, where you can be a national championship or national champion, like like rowing, cross country, um, even like, yeah, or like uh, this is like a super weird one. But like West Virginia and a lot of the southern states, they do like shooting competitions Mm -hmm. like that's an actual sport like these are kids that are going to be a national champion in their sport and they're still not going to get paid. So that's to me, well, the only way they might get paid is like a Cabela's sponsorship. And again, I'm using that, like, like that, like very niche category or like Gander mountain would sponsor like the rowing team or something like that. Give them free swag, stuff like that. So it's, you, that's where you're going to have – and then the backup quarterback at Alabama is going to be making more than a national champion. Like it's mm-hmm. – I I don't – the line is going to be completely – I think it's honestly – you're going to see a lot of schools acting like, well, what have you done for me lately? You know, how much money did you and your team actually bring in? You know, accolades aside, yada, yada, yada. I have no idea. I could be totally wrong on this one, but I do think that you're going to see a lot of cases where it's like, yeah, I worked my ass off. I I won a national championship and I'm not getting paid shit because nobody cares about water polo. Right. And then I don't know what you do about that. I really don't. No idea. There's people who are smarter in this world. They're going to figure out better than us. Um, any any thoughts on NC State? Speaking of the opposite of getting paid, getting the shaft. Uh, truthfully, I don't know the whole. I don't know everything. I don't. 
because it's one of those things where it's like, if they tested positive and it turned out to be a widespread thing, then they shouldn't have played. So they had, um, they had a handful of players that were unvaccinated and that was the only reason why the testing came in, in the first place. So they weren't testing teams that were fully vaccinated. Um, I do not know how many of them tested positive. They didn't like unseal those records, but because, you know, they, it's like some confidentiality thing. But then once some of the unvaccinated players tested positive, then apparently according to protocols, then they just tested all of the kids, whether they were vaccinated or not. That led to a couple more. And now, now they're in hot shit. I think the 2 a.m. news dump was absolutely cowardly. Cowardly. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think there was definitely steps that, you know, you or I definitely would have taken differently. But I, I, at the same time, I'm just, I'm kind of looking at it and saying, you know, I, I don't necessarily know how bad I should feel. Well, and we're going to, we are going to see this at the end um, in pro sports a lot sooner to where you have people like Cole Beasley that have said they're not going to get vaccinated, which again is your choice. But now at what detriment are you putting your team? I mean, and his, and we know that his general manager is going to be very open to uh, cutting players because they're not at the vaccine threshold. Yes. So if, yeah. If Cole Beasley is, I'm not saying this because it's we just named him, and I don't think mm -hmm. this happened. But if Cole Beasley is fighting for a roster spot, and it's a wide receiver who's younger than him, because remember now Cole Beasley has why is he not on the Bills roster? Ooh, oh yeah, yes, he is nine years in the league, right? So like. If he's fighting for a roster spot with Gabriel Davis or yep. Isaiah Hodgins, who are both rookies, they're going to lean towards the rookies. Man, I miss football. Holy fuck. They're definitely going to lean that way. Just talking about football gets me going, man. I miss football, dude. I miss it. Um, I, I, You and I are completely in the same boat. And I think that um, you know, even if you don't like it, that I one, I would want job security more than anything, especially if, when you're on a team like the Bills that has legitimate Super Bowl potential, legitimate. And yeah, it, it's it's wild to me. It, it's very it's it's very difficult for me to just like kind of put put myself above my team. Now, also, I've never been in. I have not been in one tenth of the, you know, level of competition that Cole Beasley has. So again, he can make decisions for himself, but he's putting his whole, he's putting his team, he's putting himself in jeopardy. He's put, he's putting money on the line here too, because you made a great point. If, if he gets cut to make the threshold, well, that's a lot of money down the drain too. So that's a yeah. really good point. It is. And it's, and it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, Look, we've seen guys get cut for pettier reasons than not getting a vaccine in the NFL, right? Whether it's they are five pounds overweight or whether they don't get along with a certain teammate or whether it's X, Y, and Z, 
right? We've seen them get cut for pettier reasons than, than not getting a vaccine. So, you know, the playbook. common thing is going to be like, well, he didn't want to get it and that's his choice. Yeah, it is his choice. But at the same time, it's also your employer's choice to tell you to get lost because of it. Yep. Because if you're not vibing with, I don't know, I'm just going to use this for example, for, as an example, right? If you're, if you're in his, if, if Emmanuel Sanders isn't vibing with Josh Allen, they're going to get rid of Emmanuel Sanders because Josh Allen is the face of the team. The future. Right. So it's one of those things where it's like that they are going to risk keeping their franchise guy happy over a slot wide receiver. 10,000%. So 10,000%. No, I, I could not agree with you more. So I think we are going to see this play out a lot more in on the pro side of things than we think this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know. I don't know exactly how much it's going to affect the NFL. Hopefully not a lot, but I, I think we'll see a couple of things. And then the outrage monster comes for a day and then it leaves. Yep. Pretty, pretty normal shit. Um, man. Oh, I, I guess we, do we talk about the kind of going along baseball here? Do we talk about, the MLB at all? Uh, I mean, we talked about asterisks, but not really. No, okay. So we had uh, we had our first pitcher get bounced for spider tag. Yep. Them putting the glove in a in a in a hefty trash bag. Comical, L- literal. You know that that is like Seinfeld comedy almost. Um, the fact that like he wasn't wearing gloves, he just touched it with his hands, but then to put it into the bag, that's, that's even better. Um, I think it was Vasquez was the pitcher. Am I, am I botching that one somewhere? Regardless, he said it was uh, a mix of rosin and sweat. And since rosin's chalky and, you know, sweat will make it thick and it'll like stick to, it'll stick to your Jersey. It'll stick to your hat. What? Okay, so even though we're on oh, an no, 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 audio, no, no. that's film. what he said. That's what he said. I'm oh. saying I don't believe him. Oh, okay. I was no, gonna say that's what he said. No, the old trick is rosin and sun and suntan lotion. It's not. It wasn't sweat. It was suntan lotion. That's what he said. No, that's what the old trick was. Uh, so sweat is not like that's just no. That's not how that works. Never worked. People have tried. People would have tried it a long time ago, and people would say, "Yeah, you just mix, mix rosin and sweat, and that'll work." Does it work? I'm sure it does, but is it that that adhesive? No, it's not. So that's why players would spray sunscreen on their wrist and then do this while and then touch the rosin thing because that would that would get grip on their hands. Okay. See, I only I only remembered the lie. I didn't remember what it actually should have been. So. Um, I still no, don't know. How, I'm just that's why I was shaking my head. I don't know how Nick Pavetta didn't get dinged. I really don't. Garrett Richards or Nick Pavetta? Nick Pavetta. Because Garrett Richards sucks. Well, sucking and using spider tech are two different things. <laughs> why did Pavetta use spider tech? Well, it he didn't get caught for it. But my thing was he held on to the ball uh, through his follow through. And so it went right into the ground when he threw it, like maybe 10 feet in front of the pitcher's mound. So it looked like it stuck to his hand. You think that 
No, I don't think it was because he would have been the first person to get caught for it. Right. So he was probably checked after that inning. You're, I think you're, they're supposed to get checked after every inning. Apparently, because we talked about this last week, apparently now um, they've limited managers to only twice, to calling out twice. So right. Girardi, so Girardi can't do this uh, like four times a game bullshit anymore. Right, but I think I think umpires can do it do it after every inning if they want to. Because mm, I know they do it before games. I don't yeah, know about I, think, I. Okay. Yeah, I think umpires can do it whenever they want. I, I didn't know umpires still had that ultimate discretion. Yeah. This whole pace of play thing's going great, everybody. Sure. It's going exa- It's going exactly how we wanted to. Bullshit. This is bullshit. Um, not as bullshit as the Yankees. Wow. I'm excited. I'm happy about it, though. I mean, you got to get rid of Chapman, right? No. Yes. I don't know. He, he has no trade value or, like, very little trade value to me anymore. But what a fall from grace that dude had. That's true. Because he he stepped on the scene as being like, I don't know, the only dude that could throw like 103, 104 consistently. And then he's had, since, he's had two bad outings in a row. Other than that, he's really had only one the entire year. I mean, his what? His ERA is like close to 3-5, isn't it? Uh, it <laughs> ready for this? It was before his last two outings. Okay. So June 20th, he was at a 198. Wow. In his last two outings, he's now at 3.7. Yep. You know it's crazy like ERA is He's so just had easy. a bad June. He's just had a bad June cuz because pre- his previous two months he's had he had a 0 in April, he had a 0.75 in May. And June, he had 11.42. He just had a bad June. I would like to know his playoff numbers, too, because he, he seems to always get the raw end of the deal in the playoffs, too. Maybe it's because he's popular, so I see his highlights pop up more. But 2020, he was a 1.93. 19, he was a 3.38, but that's because he had a – that's because his last outing was he gave up two runs, and that's how they lost the series. I had a 27 ERA because of that. Wow. <laughs> wow. He had a zero before that, and then had a 27. Uh, Classic. 2018 had a zero. 2018 had a zero? That can't yeah. be right. He didn't, he didn't let up a run in 2018. Well, no, because the Red Sox beat them, though. Right. They won. The Yankees won the first game 6-2. The Red Sox won the second game 4-3. to three, But they didn't give up. He didn't give up a run. And then the Red Sox won the third game in a blowout. So, he didn't pitch. I don't know why I thought the 20, his 2018 numbers would have been ass. Uh, so, he had a zero. 2017... He had a 1.3. Okay. 16. So this was World Series. You're at a 3.45. So that was a 
great. He had one. He had three bad outings. Okay. It's rough for you, all right. You have three bad. Pretty solid. The rest are outstanding, and you get screwed. That's a little rough for him. Yeah. Well, the um, I don't know. The the bad definitely outshines the good, and especially in the case of a a closer, because you're there for so little time that one bad thing happens that people are going to hang on to that one for a while. Sure. Uh, 15, he had a zero. Fourteen, he had a two. Oh no, this is a regular season. I mean, this is a postseason. Never mind. Yeah. So, answer. Okay. There you go. Um, I don't know how this is gonna. Ha- I don't know how this operates. But did you see? Um, because we were just talking about name, image, likeness. That's that Barstool Athletics. They're signing oh, athletes. They're signing I you were athletes. Talk to me about Reggie Bush. Uh, I'm 50 50 on Reggie Bush here. Give it back. I don't think, it, yeah, I mean, I don't think Reggie Bush is lying at all. So I think, I, I think you should give Reggie, Reggie Bush's things back, and I think you should give Jim Trestle his, uh, his ones back. My answer. Yeah, you know what's wild is that like when we think about tattoos now, that that's absolutely nothing. It's nothing compared to what we've seen nowadays. Like it is so tame, so tame. Mm-hmm. They would have given if this would have if that would have happened in 2020. They would have given the uh, they would have given him the Johnny Manziel treatment where he has to sit out one quarter against Rice. <laughs> Point. That that's how much it is like nobody gives a shit anymore because like oh it's just tattoos sweet and sure. double is like thank god no drugs sure go ahead <laughs> but yeah there we go it, it's a uh it is a wild ride and i think we've we covered so much shit sons and four I'm going to say Suns and Six. Okay. That sounds good. And then um, this is taking place on July 6th. So it is going to be in between our next recordings, the match 4.0. Yeah. Frank, if Phil and Brady do not win, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I I truly don't. I I don't know. I I don't think that it is healthy for our society to give Bryson that large of a win on such large of a scale. He can have little wins. He cannot have that big of a win because that would be a monstrous win for him. So I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do about it. But man, I just don't want him to win. That's it. That's fair. All right. Anything else, my good sir? I mean, I've literally, I've, I've written down sixteen things that we talked about here. Well, I think we're good, and not even including conspiracy theories. True. 
I'm True. surprised that you hate them so much. I think it's not that I hate them. I think it's just I'm tired of them. I'm just tired of them. It's one of those things where it's like it's been played out too much lately, and now everything's a conspiracy theory. And now I'm just like, all right, I'm done with this. I people people definitely want to make one out of nothing. I get that. I get that. Like I, at this point, it's like why make a conspiracy theory when you're either going to be proven wrong or proven right, and then when you're proven one way, when if you're proven wrong, you're still not going to believe. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Now you just think it's an even bigger conspiracy theory when people tell you you're wrong. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great point. Shit. Or that you or that you're a sheep or that you work for the government or whatever the hell people come up with. <laughs> I'm so done with people. Not I mean, you. you. You sound like you love people, so I, I don't know what you're talking about. Except for you. You and Bookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll see you next month. Yes, you will. All right, everybody. Stay safe out there. Enjoy the fourth. Enjoy the fourth. You deserve it. Oh, God. There's going to be conspiracy about that, too, isn't there? What? I've, I've never heard something involving July. This is going to be the best fourth of July ever because of the pandemic, and this is what everybody wanted. Bleh. I'm so done with people. If you could All not, right. absolutely done with people. All right, he he's off his own rail. I we got to get off this, or he or he will take us all down. All right, see you next week, everybody. Everybody, we'll see you next week.